Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you all have a very good day today. The market's had a really good day today, especially coming off of yesterday's mini meltdown at the open with the NASDAQ opening. Boy, some of the best buys of my career have come on Monday opens, but they're just so hard to buy, especially after a Friday is ugly. You know, you think the world's coming to an end. It's Monday after all. It's Monday morning after all. And, uh, you know, we're not quite on top of our game. And so that's it. It's just over my career. Sharply lower Monday opens have just probably been the best buys in my career. But again, you've got to be disciplined to act on them. But we had this massive move higher today. NASDAQ down at 1.350. It closed, it closed positive. Came all the way back. Closed positive. NASDAQ hitting its below, dropping below its 200-day moving average. Big 10% correction in the queues uh, since November. Really uh, kind of uh, freaked and panicked a lot of people out. And then, boom, here come the, came the buying. Just as the 10-year yield topped out. Uh, again, that rubber band stretched too far. Uh, yields just got uh, too rich. Uh, should not be where they are. We think they're going a lot lower. Uh, but another story for another day. Bottom line is big move higher again today. NASDAQ closing up 210 points of 1.4%. Our leader in the day at 15,153. Right behind it, Russ 2000 up a big 1%. Nice to see that. This is the, the this is the time frame to own small cap seasonality speaking. A lot, a lot of talk right now about the first five days of January being negative, what that could mean for the month for the full month, for the full year. The full month is important uh, for the for January. As goes January, so goes the year. It's pretty true. And uh, also the Dow today uh, up a half percent. But uh, the SP of 100 is a much stronger nine tenths of one percent at 42 points at 47.13. Uh, so again, good day today, good recovery yesterday. Uh, again, we remain bullish. Uh, I want to talk first today before we get too much more into the markets about uh, what else is going on here because we've, we've covered this with you uh, from the start of coronavirus insanity, and now we're starting to see the entire pandemic. The pandemic is coming fully undone, folks. The truth is getting out. It's coming directly from the same mouths of the people that have been lying about this for a couple of years. And they obviously knew the truth the entire time. This pandemic had to go a certain way. And to do that, they had to carry off the big lie, which is that a whole lot of people were dying from this. That a whole lot of people were dying. Just not true, folks. Never was. Shame on them. Shameful, criminal, criminal shame. Uh, this, this is, these are crimes against humanity we're talking about here. We, I believe, as we've supported for a long time, uh, we've, we've called for a Nuremberg-like trial, 2.0, to happen, as, as they had in Nazi Germany after, after the war. Uh, Nuremberg trials to go ahead and uh, get to the bottom of this, of this, this criminality taking place. Because, again, it, all, it is all coming undone now. Uh, we had three, three big issues. Uh, that can have come to, to the surface here in just the last few days. And folks, over the last 20 years, the only people that have been right about everything have been the conspiracy theorists. And what we've learned, and I wrote this up this morning, we've learned this time and time again because these should appropriately be called conspiracy facts. We get called these, these dirty names. Again, C, uh, conspiracy theorists was, was a CIA-invented name to really kind of shame people as they learn the truth and kind of make them look like whack jobs, you know, tin foil hat wearing people. When the truth is, uh, they've nailed the issues all along, and we did here, you did as well. First thing that happened was, of course, Supreme Court last week we talked about this. My goodness, 
Supreme Court got uh, liberal justices, uh, especially, although the conservative justice didn't fight back. They let these uh, bogus facts out there, hang out there, such as 99% of the hospitalized are unvaccinated. That's a lie. Uh, Sotomayor also said more than 100,000 kids are currently hospitalized. That's a lie. Uh, They say vaccines stop transmission. That's a lie. They say Omicron is deadlier than Delta. That's a lie. And also said that OSHA has broad police power. That's a lie. These are all lies from the Supreme Court, folks. They should know better. That's, uh, that makes us political, and that's sickening. Uh, but we also heard from uh, over the weekend and last night from the director of the CDC that's now admitting that the vast majority of those that have died didn't die from Rona. They died with Rona. Uh, CDC director Rachel Walensky admitting on the multiple TV programs confirming that 75% of all coronavirus deaths occurred in people with at least four comorbidities, and that they died with Rona, but not from Rona. Something we've been saying here, you too, I'm sure, uh, for almost two years now. Again, this is, this, is, this is shameful, it's criminal, and it must be dealt with harshly. We, the public can't be lied to like this to, uh, just to uh, support a, a public pandemic. Why did they pull it off? Why? Why? Why did they pull it off? Well, they had four major objectives as we've seen it. Again, we've been consistent on this from the very beginning. Uh, number one, authoritarianism writ large globally. Number two, staving off a systemic global financial meltdown. The repo crisis started at the end of 2019. Uh, they've since injected $37 trillion globally into the economy from both the monetary and fiscal stimulus. Uh, to, to obviously, to, number three, to enrich the elite even further while demoralizing and destroying the middle class. That's happened. And of course, number four, get Trump. Uh, may not have been a primary goal, but it was certainly uh, one of the things that they were targeting. It was not never about stopping a virus, folks. It was never about stopping a virus. Based on CDC data, it looks very much now like, and if you don't believe this, then it, probably only because you've been indoctrinated to believe something else uh, uh, and uh, by the propagandists. It looks like we've had approximately 50,000 deaths from coronavirus per year. Some are saying a lot less even. But let's say it is 100,000 people who've died from Rona. Folks, that's, an, that's a very, actually, pedestrian flu season. 50,000 people dying from the flu is, I mean, it's sad, but it's not anything to write home about. This, these are average death totals that we see on a regular season from the flu. That means this was all planned to do those four things I just said. Again, criminal activity that we believe cannot left to be standing. Uh, and then finally, we learned this last night, the Pfizer CEO, this, this, is, this is shocking. This guy goes in front of a camera in an interview and admits that two doses offer little to no protection, little to no protection against coronavirus. And then the third dose is needed so that it may, quote unquote, that it may reduce hospitalizations. They want to enforce mandates over shots that do nothing? What? What? It's obviously not going to happen in my case. I think probably not in yours either. Certainly not for the boosters with all these medical issues that people are having and the massive numbers of deaths that are occurring all over the country. Again, based on the CDC's own data produced in the VAERS reports. Again, something we've been reporting here for a long time. Uh, we're going to keep working on the story. Uh, you know our views here. We support Nuremberg 2.0. These lies must be 
Uh, they must be held held accountable for these laws. These are crimes against humanity, and that's a full full stop right there. Markets again. Let's get back to the markets here because again, this is a major reversal higher in the markets. And I want to tell you a couple things we noticed here today. Um, the internals. We we track the internals very closely, as you know. And uh, this morning, and they've been much much better, by the way, for the last week and a half or so. Uh, compared to what they were in the fourth quarter of last year. They just were not good. And that's why the average stock was down 35 45 55%, even as the mega techs, uh, mega cap techs continued to drive the markets higher. It was a very thin rally as most stocks were going in the other direction. But we started seeing about a week and a half ago a change in the internals. This morning was stark, I thought, uh, and we shared this with our folks about 10.30 this morning. Even as the NASDAQ was down 60 points and the Dow was down 220 uh, about an hour into the open, the internals were broadly positive, very positive, three to one positive volume on NASDAQ, a two to one positive volume in NYSE, uh, and uh, almost two to one positive on NASDAQ for advanced decline. Again, these are th- th- this is a pattern change. This is potentially a significant pattern change, and it's uh, the outcome of this could be highly bullish. Again, tech and semis have led the way again. That's what you want to see. And the internals today did end up very well, really three to one, uh, almost three to one across, well, excuse me, three to one on, on uh, some of our metrics, two to one on others. NASDAQ, for example, two to one positive advanced decline, uh, even better NYSE. NYSE was two and a half to one positive on volume. Uh, uh, volume was uh, about 80% up volume on NYSE. That's a, that's a big number there. Uh, it doesn't mean that much necessarily. As a standalone number, back-to-back days certainly would. We get another one today, then we're talking about something quite different. But same thing with NASDAQ volume. Uh, what is that? Uh, three and a half to one positive on NASDAQ. Very, very good to see. We want to see that uh, character change in the market, personality change uh, continue to, to be the case. In our sector watch today, of our 11 SP500 sectors, good day here as well. Eight higher, three lower. Led to the upside by energy, oil stocks, and energy just zooming today. Tyler follows these sectors very closely. Chevron, all-time high today. Uh, I believe ExxonMobil was at about a two-year high. Uh, some of the ETFs, of course, tracking multi, multi-year multi highs. Oil today was up a, a big, uh, what is this, uh, almost, uh, what did we close up today in oil? Well, I'll, come, I'll get to that in just a moment. But again, energy led the way, up 3.4%. Tech up one2 Materials up 1.1%. To the downside, utilities, not much there, though, folks. Again, three groups finishing lower but not by a whole lot. And by the way, utilities are really just coming off all-time highs as well. Another reminder that rates are not going to spike in our view. In our uh, commodity watch today, let's see, oh, one other point I want to make about rates. Uh, most people tend to believe that higher rates are bad for the market, and it's just nothing could be further from the truth. We shared this with our folks today, uh, with thanks to uh, Ryan Dietrich at LPL, do good work over there. Uh, since the first rate hike cycle tracked here, going back to 1962, uh, what is that, 60 years almost, right? We're looking at uh, multi, about 14 of these in total. Rate hikes are bullish. The end result has been the average rate hike cycle, which lasts about two years, uh, is uh, looking at uh, the average gain of the S&P 500 has been about 17%, just over that, but even more so, more modern day over the last six rate hike cycles, going back to 1998, the average gain in the S&P 500 for those cycles has been 30, 37% over about an 18-month period. Again, very bullish. The markets like higher rates, by the way, as does precious metals and miners. Again, it flies in the face of what you may be hearing, certainly what the perma bears are saying, but facts are facts. The data is the data, and that is what it represents. Bullish, bullish, 
bullish uh, for the markets when rates are going higher. Uh, in our uh, commodity watch today, we had, uh, again, good day here, gold anticipating rate hikes. Gold today up $23 an ounce, well above now, I say well above, solidly above, I guess we could say. It's 200-day moving average, 1822. That's 1.3%. Silver up a bigger 1.6% at 2282. Copper also up big, almost 2% at 444 a pound. And uh, oil today, let me get this right. Yeah, crude, 81.50, up $3.27 a barrel. That's a big 4% move higher in oil. The the uh, the uh, EMP stocks, the, the energy stocks, leading the underlying commodity higher. They had been since about, what is it, August, September of last year. That's very bullish when energy stocks are leading the underlying commodity, just like the miners leading gold and silver. This is a very bullish buy signal. I will point out, however, that the energy stocks are reaching extreme overbought, extreme overbought. Wouldn't surprise me to see a little bit of a breather, uh, but oil still has a way to go, for example. And we do love this group. We're, of course, buyers on pullbacks. And finally for today, uh, Bitcoin trading at 42821 also bouncing up $1,082 a Bitcoin right now. Folks, hope you had a great day. Always appreciate you joining us. Join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.